0: Hello, magical beings, and welcome to the Find Your Awesome podcast. My name is Kelsey Abbott. I am an intuitive human design reader, a certified professional coach, and an instigator of joy, and I'm your host. And thank you so much for being here. How are you doing? The world is weird right now. We are riding this roller coaster of emotions and of managing information and stepping into our own power. And in questioning everything and sometimes not knowing which way is up and which way is down and what is our truth and and what do we need to know and what do we need to release and it's a lot so my friend Georgie and I got together to create something that we hope will bring you peace and love in this time Georgie and I recorded an episode together for the first time, I think, two years ago. So go ahead and scroll back if you missed that. Georgie is absolute magic. And she touches in this episode on the um, the thing that she shared that inspired my post and then inspired this whole conversation. She talked about how she sings this song to her twins every day about, I love you no matter what. And she spoke about how she was reflecting on how these words could also be not just for her little twins, but also for her. Because this is a time when we are spending a whole lot of time with our families and a whole lot of time with ourselves. And it's an amazing time for us to Really, truly give ourselves unconditional love. And so I'm going to share with you the words I wrote after being inspired by Georgie. I love you when you're cranky. I love you when you're tired. I love you when you're bouncy. I love you when you're sad. I love you when you're happy. I love you when you're angry. I love you when you're mellow. I love you when you're silly. I love you when you're playful. I love you when you're serious. I love you when you don't understand. I love you when you get it right. I love you when you screw up. I love you when you're quiet. I love you when you have a lot to say. I love you when you're laughing. I love you when you're crying. I love you when you're still. I love you when you're in motion. I love you no matter what. And with that, my friends, welcome to my conversation with Georgina Durkin. You are all magical. You are wonderful. I love you. Enjoy this conversation and please go forth and be awesome. Georgie, I love you so much. I'm so excited to do this with you.
1: I do too. I, I feel these excitement on my right side. It's like all chill, tingly going all down my right <laughs> side. That's what was like, I wonder, did you feel something in your
0: right side? <sighs>
1: oh.
0: So we've been jamming before we hit record as you're in M- Chile, Ireland. <laughs> I'm Very... in warm Florida. And yet yeah, we are like a million percent on the same wavelength in so many ways this is the magic of energy
1: this is that's why i said i've got chills going down my right side i was wondering did you get chills down your right side we're wearing the same clothes yep Uh, (laughs) (laughs) i'll be that you're in the vest and i'm not because i put on the extra layers but it's like this is when you connect to someone deeply and we're all seeing that now we can have these deep connections and they can be far away and they're what are fueling us right now and filling our cups up and long may it continue that we keep these um, connections going and take the time for them.
0: Yeah. It feels like validation for these connections that Mm. as you reminded me earlier, it was two years ago, a little more than two years ago that we recorded our first episode together. Um, So we've known each other for like what, two and a half years. So deep soulful connection all all done virtually and I think now other people are finally seeing that it's possible to have these deep soulful connections not being in the same physical space
1: yes and that trusting that knowing Mm -hmm. that when you just connect and we just connected and instantly through like a friend and then instantly it's like oh my gosh i just love this i just feel such a deep love for this or care for it might start off as just care or a deep knowing of wanting to connect more with this person and have a conversation with this person and so often we disregard that because we think oh i've never met them oh it's just online oh you know why would they want to talk to me uh so we don't ever take action on that by reaching out or sending them a message or taking the time to just get on a call um and this time that we're in right now is giving us time to make those connections, take the time to message someone, have a phone conversation. Um, I would urge anyone right now, if they feel a connection to someone they, they see online, doesn't matter who they are, doesn't matter how many followers they have, where in the world they are, if you feel a pull, trust that and reach out. And every time you do that, it's, it's sending a deep message out into the universe that you're open to receive those people that you really connect with and you're willing to take action to connect so the universe is like okay well we can land those people in front of you because you're actually going to take action when you see them and feel them I don't want to wrap up a beautiful gift of a person that you're going to totally connect with on a soul level for you to just close the door and never do anything with it. I'm going to wrap it up and let you unravel it and open the bow and take it off and just like, ah, oh, this is amazing. So it has to wait for us to be ready to say yes. And that means the yes is just following the heartstrings, like the pull of your heart and um, not letting your mind spoil the fun by overanalyzing yeah. it.
0: <laughs> and I think our minds can get caught up in like actually not knowing how to make friends. Because there's so many friendships that happen in person happen. They just happen. There's no like, hey, will you be my friend? But yeah, I think we yeah we met through a friend and then mm. one or both of us reached out and we're like, hey, I really like you. Like, Will you be my friend? Which reminds me of how I made my first friend ever. We were playing in the kiddie pool and she was dumping buckets of water over her head. And then she came and ducked a, dumped a bucket of water over my head and said, will you be my friend? And apparently I said, yes.
1: Oh, well, that's the innocence that we've lost because we become suspicious or paranoid or question, would someone like me? Will they reject me? Will they think I'm crazy? Mm-hmm. But actually it's that innocence that we're trying to reclaim, like connect back to of just simplifying life. And it's about just saying what you just feel in your heart like i really like you do you want to meet for coffee or do you want to get on a zoom call and uh why don't we do this and i just live by that and sometimes they won't answer but when you do get an answer it's like oh my Gosh, I feel this gratitude in my heart, and I'm so grateful I took action, and it leads to so many beautiful things. It's like a domino effect. It just mm-hmm. like then you meet other people through that person. It's like the universe is rewarding you always for following that that simple heart. Like the heart just is more about connection than division and separation. It's like when when you just feel a pull, that be like that childlike excitement and that wonderment, and just go over and say, "Hey." and this is a beauty that I think, I think you see Facebook where you can just add a friend, like with a click without ever kind of saying anything to them. Like it kind of took away that muscle of kind of having to be a bit vulnerable, like, yes. you know, by awkwardly saying, you be my friend, or I really like you. You have to have some sort of a, a connection or a conversation or a dialogue that's vulnerable and open-hearted and is courageous and brave. I think the ease that which we got to add friends that we think are friends but we may not have ever had anything more than a click button thing uh, has made us a little bit um, unsure or lazy when it comes to making connections because we think it should be I'll click a button and then I don't ever have to be vulnerable or share anything with you but hopefully I'll have all these friends well real connection comes from just being a little bit vulnerable and putting your heart out there and um showing you to them
0: yes yes and that actually gets into the vulnerability of loving unconditionally of loving Mm. no matter what (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah we have really i think we hit on something pretty was it about three weeks ago two weeks ago
0: um time doesn't matter right now
1: yeah it doesn't matter right now <laughs> what day what day is it i don't know uh and we did a sacred call circle call with uh i did a circle call with three other great friends of ours healers teachers and we it was about 50 or 60 people on a call and we just led a call and guided a call through sharing just our journey with this time and this unknown time and changing times and uh did i share that i on that call that a song i sing to my i have nearly five-year-old twins a boy and a girl and one of our kind of songs that we sing is i always say we always say to each other i love you no matter what And we sing, like, I love you when you're grumpy. I love you when you're sad. I'm not a singer, by the way. But I love you when you're happy. I love you when you're mad. You know, we sing kind of, I love you no matter what you are in this moment. Um, And when I sang it, Kelsey was like, I I connect with that so deeply. And we kind of added more lines onto it. And you added your own lines. And we kind of came up with a pretty great song. You know, Mm -hmm. Uh, I'd love to put it to music someday. But anyway... And um, then yesterday I was reading Glennon Doyle's new book, Untamed. And one of her pages is talking about, I love you no matter what. And she saw it as not to say that because it's like a disappointment that you've disappointed me in some way that you, you haven't met my expectations. And I, actually disagreed with that definition to me it's like i love you no matter what this moment looks like and i think we need this now more than ever because there we're going through this uh, you know pandemic this time where there's so much uncertainty so much unknown really the worst nightmare for the ego for the mind no plans don't know what's next don't know what today's gonna bring Um, Don't know where I'll be two months from now. Don't know what the world will look like. Don't know what my day-to-day life will look like. That's the most frightening for the mind, which loves plans, structure, control. And we are going through like roller coasters of emotions, but we also have a huge amount of noise in social media and the news, et cetera, et cetera, of, you know, use this time to the max, become the fittest you've ever been, Uh, be positive. Um, you know, be spiritual, think of it all as an awakening. And this is all a gift and see only the good in this. And um, in other words, don't be cranky, uh, don't have a breakdown. Don't lie on the floor in tears. Uh, What are you doing? Don't stay in bed all day, like you've got to maximize every minute. So you've learned a whole load of new things, you've learned a new language, you've done things you always said you were going to do you've written that book you you know all these piled on like oh my gosh I gotta maximize every minute of this because we'll never have this time again and if I don't do everything and I'm not really spiritual I'm not going to evolve and then I'm not going to be conscious enough to be part of like the new chapter and the new earth and I'll be left behind and take a breath oh my gosh and we then judge ourselves so harshly when we're on the floor in tears or feeling grumpy all day or snappy with our kids or um, oh my gosh I wasn't present and this time is all about trying to be present and oh what am I I'm such a terrible person and I'm not getting it right I'm obviously not seeing the right things I'm obviously not surrounding myself with the right people or oh my gosh I spent an hour on social media today I'm such a terrible person and so it's like ah breathe Exhale, I love you no matter what. I love mm. you if today is tough. I love you if you're grumpy all day. I love you if you just can't find the words. I love you if you're on a snotty heap in the floor. I love you if you're happy today. I love you if whatever. So to me, it's about accepting the moment. And I think any spiritual teacher throughout time has always said spirituality really is about being totally in the moment, whatever that moment is and embracing the reality of what is and the mind not going, this should be different to what it is, or I should be different to what it is. So I think right now we need the, I love you, no matter what. And I love the world, no matter what. And I love my next door neighbor, no matter what, even if they're grumpy because they can't leave and they're taking it out and everyone else and whatever, you know, it's like, I love you, no matter what, because it is what it is. It's like, Maybe you're supposed to be exactly that way right now. Who am I to say it shouldn't be that? You shouldn't be that. It should be different. Like, what if this is exactly perfect right in this moment? But we don't give ourselves that kindness and compassion. So the I love you no matter what really grounds me into remembering just it's okay. It's it's all going to be okay. It's okay whatever okay is for you right now.
0: It's all perfect. We are all exactly where we're supposed to be. And we don't need to know even where that is. We no. definitely don't know why and need to know why or what's going to happen next. All we need to know is we're right here.
1: Yeah. And so many people kind of on a spiritual journey or personal development. And I know myself included, I have to really catch myself that we've become very addicted to analyzing every emotion so like i'm feeling really frightened today oh why am i feeling frightened what's coming up for me like is this an issue i need to heal and oh is this because my mom did something when i was seven and oh i need to really go into this and who can i call and uh oh and it tends to be you know who can i ask for like advice on this i don't know what this is well sometimes it's just fear it's like you don't need to know why It's like
0: yeah well it's i think you can be like who can save me from this yeah yeah
1: or outside of me so i always kind of need need like i don't have the answers who has the answers to this mm-hmm. and uh or i'll put it on somebody else it's, it's, it's just about it's okay like i don't need to attach a whole big story to it but maybe it's just fear maybe it's the collectives maybe it's mine maybe it's sometimes i'll have an answer as to why sometimes i'll see a pattern and if I do see it clearly, then I'll deal with it. But don't go looking for it. Like don't go into the dark tunnel and like, if it's not right there, just be with it. It's like, cause it'll pass.
0: It'll right. Pass. I feel like the dark tunnel actually has like tons of like tags that you can choose from all of which may or may not be yours. So like you can, you can go in and grab something and you can apply it. You can label your, your fear, with that Mm -hmm. and it may or may not be accurate but yeah you can make yourself you can write a whole novel on that
1: yeah and then you'll live it yeah Yeah. and carry it probably on till tomorrow and it may have just passed an hour later yeah um i tend to ask like if it comes you know if i'm feeling just like Like last Sunday was really emotional and I was just very teary. And I was like, oh, what can I just do to support myself? Not what, I, what, what, not what can I do to change this? Like, what can I do to be happy? Like, what can I do just to support myself right now? So, okay, maybe I'm just going to take a walk or just sit here and cry or speak to my husband or go for a shower or do an upside down pose or something. You know, it's like, what can I do to support myself? And it's not asking what can I do to change this to make it a good emotion or one that my mind deems better. It's like, no, what can I just do to support myself with like what not what can someone else do to support me?
0: Exactly. And actually that, that reminds me of what I did on Sunday it was I was feeling all this confusion from all mm-hmm. the, all the noise, all the noise is totally counteracting each other and, and people's behavior. That's totally different. and am just like, huh, like, I don't, I don't understand. Wait. And, and I'd, then I'd like be like, okay, it's okay not to understand. And then I'd find something else and be like, I don't understand this. So I rode my bike. And as I was riding, I was like, oh, it's all about individual authority. Mm-hmm. Nobody else has the answer for us right now. We need to learn that we are the only one who can, who knows our truth. Our truth can evolve it can be different every second of every day but we're the only ones that know it's yeah. an invitation for us to be ground in our truth and this we were talking about this before we jumped on is so important
1: right now because there is so much noise way more than ever before because you have a whole world that is dealing with the same thing. So you're getting like 101 different, you know, opinions and thoughts and theories and why this is happening. What I don't believe we're in a place right now where we understand the why. I think that comes later. I think this is about just surviving in the sense of moving through each day with as much connection to ourselves as we can. What does that mean? What is a connection to ourselves? It's like trusting what feels right to do today that's all we're really being called to do right now figuring out how this happened and why this happened i believe that's hindsight that's wisdom that comes later on when you've moved through the kind of the the, the pain and the discomfort and the change and the surviving um through that change and transformation then you get the the wisdom piece at the end where you're like oh I can join the dots and maybe see why this happened to me this way and why this shouldn't but the dots like that comes later so don't try and like force yourself to have to to figure everything out right now. like What's my stance on this? What do I believe in? Who's to blame? Uh, where did this come from? Where's it going? What's the world gonna look like? Why is this all happening on a deeper level? And I have ideas, but I'm just playing with those because tomorrow could give me some more information. So it's like we're just putting all of the information together and doing a puzzle and we just don't see the big picture yet. But that's okay, it's like one piece at a time one piece at a time, one piece at a time, let go of the expectation on yourself that you have to see the big piece, the whole picture, when you're just putting one piece at a time. And the one piece looks literally like every day, what feels right for me today? What do I feel is true today? Um, Knowing that I reserve the right to change my mind. Like, you know, we we can change our mind, we can change our feelings, we change constantly. So don't back yourself into a corner where it's like, nope, this is what I believe is right, this is why it's happened, this is what's gonna happen ten years from now, this is what's gonna happen next year, we're all this is what I need to do, and because you may be given more information and, and that will feel better to you tomorrow. And don't back yourself into a corner where you're like, I have to stand by this now because this is what I told myself is right. We're we're forever changing. And right now we're changing by the, by the minute.
0: And one of the things I'm hearing you say right now is it's like, we have this tendency whenever we are feeling something to want to get in our heads, So so we feel the thing in our body and we're like, Ooh, that's scary. I'm going to get up into my head and try and explain it and try and um, figure out where it's coming from and why and try to solve it. But we're going to be invited, be in your body. Your body is here in the present. Just feel it, ride what you brilliantly called the Corona coaster, just ride it. (laughs) And then afterwards, afterwards you can get in your head and you can logic all about it but now is not the time for that. Exactly. It's like, and
1: I don't know where the term Corona coaster came from. I just heard it. So I'm not putting my hands up and Mm -hmm. saying I invented that, but I heard it from friends and I was like, Oh my gosh, that is accurately describing what I'm feeling. It's like, I'm going up and then that feels kind of good. And then that doesn't feel so good. And I'm holding on with like my knuckles tight. And then the next day I'm oh relaxed and that's not so bad. And, it's not knowing what's around the corner and then going into the tunnel, oh, out of the tunnel. So it's it's about allowing those corners and ups and downs right now. And the best thing is to ground into your body. But, but, but people are naturally doing that if you see them because they're out exercising and out in nature way more than ever. So actually the universe is very clever. It knows exactly what we need. It's giving us the opportunity uh, to do it and it's putting it out right there in our face here you go take it and this will help you i'm helping you i'm i have your back just look for the look for the signs oh it's a uh, fresh beautiful day oh i have time to go for a walk okay go and it's trusting that urge to go for a walk that you go so that's grounding you into your body because the universe knows if you stay connected to that you won't go totally into your mind and lose it. Yes. So you will lose it if you try and live in your head right now because we cannot, we do not have the answers and we're not supposed to right now. That is, is. this is about trying to be in the moment as best we can, teaching us the most valuable lesson. If we can get that, we're, all the rest will come into place. It's like, if we can be more with where we are, no matter what it looks like, In the moment, we will move through this and we will come out with a tool and a muscle that will navigate whatever is coming after this.
0: Mm -hmm. We just gotta trust like a mofo.
1: I (laughs) love it. That's exactly what I do. Quite that's it. That's like trust and faith are the muscles we are getting, and not faith in anything outside of yourself. Yes. It's not putting your faith in a leader, a teacher, a person you might admire on social media. It's like, don't put your faith in them to have the answers. Don't put your faith in them to give you the plan of what's next. Don't put your faith. You'll figure it out what feels right for you.
0: And I think it's also an invitation to start noticing the little things that remind you this person doesn't have the answers for you. Mm-hmm. Like whether it's somebody that you're like totally dedicated to following their every word on social media, everything resonates with them, everything, 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 and then that one thing doesn't that one thing maybe it's just a reminder yeah that's these that's this person's expression not it's not yours, yeah, only I'm you know talking yours. right.
1: We were talking about that because uh, the Glennon Doyle's book, Untainted. I love it, like, I, I I'm. I think she wrote the no matter what, like, it's more than halfway through. And for the first half of the book, I'm highlighting, like, it just you know, ah, oh, that's it. I get like, I love that. That says it so perfectly. I think this is great. And then I got to that page and was like, uh, uh, I don't agree with you. Hmm. Now, my tendency would be like, oh, okay, discount the rest now. That's it. You know, it's all or nothing. It's like, got to agree with everything you say or nothing you say. And it's like, no, hang on a second. It's wonderful that I'm questioning, that I'm saying, do I agree with that? No, I don't actually, but I agree with all that. Okay, great. I'm actually connected to myself. So I'm actually now reading this book with an open heart in the sense that I'm willing to take in new information. I'm taking it in, but it's going in and it's going in and my soul or my heart is going, does this resonate? Yeah, I'll take that. Does it not? I'll let that go. And then I'm really learning and really connected to myself. And I know I'm not just being kind of um, blindly uh, information just going in and just dumping into myself. And then that's going to lead to overwhelm and confusion because I haven't filtered it for my own self. So now it's just a whole load of noise. And now I don't know what I feel is true or right. So it's it's really, really great to have questioning. Like I, I'm i a great, um, I love Byron Katie's work and, and uh, I use it a lot, you know, asking the four questions. And she says like having inquiry, like a mind that is in inquisitive and questioning your beliefs and your thoughts and your stories is the greatest the greatest thing you have it's like that already starts to disempower the fear because it's being questioned so it's you questioning you and uh so anything and everything that you're reading right now just question whether it resonates with you or not just just don't take it as fact it's like does this resonate with me? Doesn't matter if this comes from someone I totally love. And I, I love my husband at the same time, but he challenges me so much because he questions me all the time. I'm like, no, just agree with me. Just agree with everything I say. And he's like, mm-hmm, no, not gonna do that. And that's, I love him for that. But in the moment it's like, ah, oh, God, you're challenging me. He's like, yeah because it's great for you to be challenged because the world that you live in, sometimes we can like a spiritual teacher or a personal development, you just take it all as like, this is the way, this is the way, this is the way, this is the answer, this is the answer. And he's like, well, let's question that. Let's just look and and it reminds me always to question and feel into what feels right for me. Don't just take your guru or your teacher or your, and and it say it's gospel truth. It's like, maybe it is, maybe it isn't for you. And maybe it is for you today, but it might be for you tomorrow.
0: Yeah, we are constantly evolving. I showed yeah. you my tattoo before we started. That's, yeah. It's waves in a circle, which to me means constant evolution, constant change. Every mm. moment is brand new. Mm. Something might be true for us one moment, and it might not be true the next moment. And it's so much yeah. easier for like, wouldn't it be so easy if your husband disagreed with you all the time? Yeah. And wouldn't it be so easy if you read a book and agreed with everything the whole time? Like that would just be so easy or would it? Because then would you know who you really are?
1: Yeah, I would just, I, I've been in relationships with people, friendships and, you know, intimate relationships where they just agreed with me and think that I'm like, look to me for the answers for everything. And, um, and because I'm, you know, an intuitive and, uh, Psychic and things like that. people kind of think, oh, well, I'm just going to agree. You, you must know better than me. And I'm like, oh, please don't, don't ever, don't ever put me there. And once the moment you do that, that's it. It's like, no, this is, we cannot continue this, but it's, I lose respect, not lose respect isn't the word, but I, I disconnect from them because I know that they're, this is unhealthy. This is feeding ego. This is a need-based relationship here because you're not connecting to your own truth. And that's me disempowering you, or this relationship is disempowering you because you're not believing in your own self and you have the answers. And um, I don't want to ever facilitate um, you forgetting that, that you have the answers. Um, And I think that, I can't remember who it was that I read that they, intentionally read books every month that are they know are um the opposite of what they believe in i I can't remember what who was it said they they do that like at least read at least one book a month that is something they would never you know be drawn to in the bookshelf but they pick it up because it's really good to always have a beginner's mind and be open to changing your mind
0: now i'm playing with your human design in my head just so you know georgie
1: (laughs) Uh, well, I don't actually do this though. I kind of take the comfort, and I I pick the books up that I really do resonate with. But I, but what I, but I do like the the questioning, and I do like that my husband questions what I'm saying and giving to him because um because it gets me thinking and reminds me that I reserve the right to change my mind. It's like I think it's Brené Brown that said that, or I I don't know. I read someone to him like I think so. I reserve the right to change my mind because I am changing. So this may feel right for me today, it may not tomorrow, and that's okay. And that's actually, as we learn, and I'm quoting all these people now, I don't know why, but like Maya Angelou "Like you do your best until you know better. And once you know better, you do better. But today I'm doing my best with what I know. Tomorrow I may know more and may know more about myself and I can change, and I think it's really important that we also allow people to change. so in the sense that, oh, we put an expectation on how they're going to react based on how they always have. So we're never really giving them the the opening to change. And I actually, I had this discussion at the weekend I was like, can we ever really change you know patterns that we have that we've learned from our parents or society, you know, the, the ones that we really want to let go of right now that we're seeing really, I know I'm seeing, I'm seeing, wow. I can see the patterns that are holding me back, the patterns that I would love to just let go of right now. And I questioned, I was questioning at the weekend, I was like, will I ever actually be free of these? Are these always going to be a part of me? Are these always going to be there? And because people expect me to be like that, Do you know what I'm saying? Like my family, they expect me to be like that. So how will I ever change it? Because they're already knowing what I'm going to do based on what I've always done. So uh, how can I, and and I'm referring to like, I like to control that. My default is to control everything because I feel unsafe and I don't trust based on things that have happened in my past. It's very logical why I have that Um, from being abused and things like that. You lose trust. You don't feel safe, and therefore you control. And I thought, can you ever let go of that? Because people expect you to be the one that controls everything and has everything micromanaged. So how will I ever be free of that if people have this expectation? Well, if we all actually got comfortable with change, which this time is giving us the opportunity Mm -hmm. to be comfortable with change, that we can change, maybe we're all changing how we work. We're all changing how we're interacting right now. So we're seeing that it is possible to change and for people to change how they work and how they do things. So maybe that's, we're gonna be more open to people changing and being open to the fact that we can change and very quickly we can adapt to a new way of being. Um, Actually relatively quickly, within a couple of weeks, we have all pretty much, not saying it's comfortable or fun, but we've adapted to a new routine Um, so maybe we actually can change. And if we kind of expect that people are going to be changing, it gives them the opening to change.
0: If we make space for them Mm -hmm. to change, if we, I think if we allow ourselves to change, then it's really easy to allow others to change as well.
1: Yeah. We're not going into every conversation with the people expecting Expecting, like, we know what they're gonna how they're gonna respond and what they're gonna say, and we've already formulated an opinion in our head of what they're gonna how they're gonna react, what they're gonna think, uh, how they're gonna respond to me, what they're gonna do, what they're gonna say. Like, I know, like, oh, my mom's just gonna do this. That's she's always in that, that's what she's gonna say. She's not gonna agree with this. What if I went in with an open heart of maybe she will? I don't know, because I think this time is showing us that we really can change.
0: This reminds me so much. I did not. I mean, I had no idea where this conversation was going to go, but I definitely wasn't expecting to bring this up. But I learned a couple of weeks ago, othered these definitions, the guest culture and the ask culture. Oh. So as somebody was talking about how they had a friend who always says, Hey, I'm coming to New York. Can I stay with you? And he was like, you know, the first time I said, I was really busy with work. So no, she couldn't stay with us. And now she's asking again and we're running out of excuses for reasons why she can't stay here. And so this is the guest culture where it's like you, if you're from the guest culture, when somebody asks you for something, like, can I stay with you? It's seen as almost rude in, in the guest culture you try to guess what the person's response will be before you would ever ask a question. Mm. And then maybe you'd just say like, I'm coming to New York and hope that that person would say, hey, well, why don't you stay with us? In the ask culture, you simply say, hey, can I stay with you? And it's seen as passive aggressive when somebody doesn't just come out and ask it. And in the ask culture, it's totally okay to say no. No, you can't stay here, but I'd love to see you. And that there are these two cultures sometimes that are both within the same family of like some people always asking for what they want and feeling totally fine with somebody saying no or yes. And other people never really asking for what they want, but trying to like dance around it. And if if everyone in the family speaks the same guest culture, then they're all jiving with this like dance around thing and it, it can flow just fine. But as soon as you've got somebody new to the family, they're not familiar with this dance and then they just ask for what they want. And then they're seen as like this really rude person who, how would they dare ask for something?
1: Oh, it's, I love that. so many things coming up for me there because being Irish as well, uh, there's like societal, you know, and where you, where you're brought up and, and countries cause, Irish people see American people as being like way more forward in how they speak. And like they they're they're rude. Like they they ask for like, can you do this? Or like, can I stay with you? And like we would never yeah, oh my God, you never ask that you wait till you're invited you don't ask can you stay so I'm just laughing because I'm thinking of like the Irish people and they think of American people as being way more we would say way more confident way more loud way more like forthright and just like saying what they think because we don't like traditionally Irish people don't talk about how we feel we don't ask especially women like (laughs) don't ask for what you want like that's selfish and rude and like self-obsessed and all of those negative connotations where I'm really trying to change that. Having a daughter who's very much a leader and very like strong-willed and very determined and very confident in what she knows and what she wants and when people say bossy and things like that I'm like or how difficult it is to pair I'm like don't put the negative connotation on it. That's just his, that's just generational stuff of yes. how we see these qualities. But what if we changed how we see these qualities and see, like, wouldn't life be so much easier and simpler if we just asked and just said what we were thinking? Not because we are expecting them to give to us, not because we need them to, but just this is in my heart. I just feel like. I just this is my truth it's like you don't have to say yes or no like that's I don't I'm not attached to the outcome this is the difficulty though if you're in an ask culture for me I see the difficulty where it gets a little complicated is when someone's attached to the outcome so they're asking with an with at with also an attachment to the outcome as I need you to say yes and if you don't I'll be rejected and I will think you will you don't like me and we will go through this whole story then of i'm not okay with asking and you not giving me the answer that i want mm-hmm. i'm asking and i want you to give me the answer that i want that's very different
0: that's to very asking different. with no, an open heart like yeah. asking just because you're curious because how do you know the answer unless you ask mm. and then the and, person says no and you say okay cool so now i know and now i can like go make Other plans. Yeah. But
1: it's it just is dangerous when you're asking with an expectation or an attachment to how the outcome has to be. But I believe the most freeing thing for any of we all want freedom. That's the beauty. We all want freedom. Freedom is being able to speak your truth with no attachment to the outcome. Mm -hmm. You don't have an attachment or a need on someone to give you something after you've spoken your truth. It's like I'll speak my truth on condition. Yeah. That everyone likes it, on condition that everyone gives me the feedback I want. So I'll put my truth out in social media, but i I really only want the good stuff back. It's like we're doing that. we're actually fear. That's not your truth. That's that's the ego infecting that. That's the ego trying to control that and in and, and uh, it's going out with that filter. That will lead a very different result. But if I can ask with an open heart, no attachment to the outcome, just because I want, to to simply receive whatever comes so whether that's information and knowledge that further improves my life because now I have an answer so I can make other plans or I can stop my mind having to swirl around and second guess and use up energy that I could give to something else so I am receiving you know we talk about ask and, rec- and you'll receive well it might be receive the way your mind thinks it should receiving could be the no that then gives you information that frees up energy to allow you to to go on a different path so um it's asking without an attachment to the outcome
0: I don't know how we got onto this but I don't know either (laughs) but but I want to come on to open heart you've mentioned an open heart a bunch of times what does that mean to you
1: open heart to me is really accepting the moment and embracing the reality of what is, because if my heart is open, I'm open to all outcomes. You know, I'm open to whatever that moment looks like. And gosh, it's the most challenging thing to stay open hearted, especially when you have children, because you notice an expectation, silent expectation you put on how they should behave in this moment or how they should be towards me or, and, So they are my greatest teachers and trying to, they are what they are in this moment. It's enough. And this moment is enough. And I'm embracing the reality of what is. So where I feel we close our heart is a really good indicator that your heart is closed is when you hear the word should or shouldn't in your mind, because you are um, now in expectation or arguing with the reality of what is, and that is the greatest cause of suffering. And your heart is closed. You're not closed. You're not open to see what this moment may be giving you because you've already defined it as it shouldn't, or it shouldn't be this way or it should be how I think it should be. And so I'm not actually in the moment. I'm not actually receiving. Um, So my heart isn't open to receive. Mm. So for me, open heartedness is embracing the reality of what is whatever, what is, is. And uh, it's a, It's a moment by moment conscious practice to stay open hearted to the flow of life, whatever it is. Um, but that to me, it isn't, some people say open heart, it's like, well, oh, you have to love everything. That to me is like, sorry, but I'm not going to love everything. I'm going to be in a place of acceptance of what is. That's not necessarily going to be like, I love this moment when my kids are screaming at me and triggering everybody, I don't love that moment. I'm accepting it is what it is. To me, that's an open heart. Um, And that's just being kind to myself because suffering is resisting the reality of what is, fighting the reality of what is. So open-hearted is kindness and it's um, embracing the reality of what is. It's something I practice. I (laughs) attempt to practice, willing to practice um, every day.
0: I love that definition so much. And it resonates so much with me. Um, from, I don't know, again, time doesn't matter right now. So I don't know, it was a few days ago, or maybe it was a week ago. Uh, I did, I took a day off from social media. And then when I was walking with my husband and my dog that night, I started it just like my mind started stirring with all these, I should post this on Instagram, I should, I should post an Insta story. I should, I should, I should, I should. And I kind of like, ended up making a noise. My husband was like, what's wrong? I was like, oh, I was just totally shitting on myself, like about all these things about social media. Oh, because I had been in this place of like total presence with my life, with my family, with everything. And then you know this total open-hearted place and then yeah then the should monster crept in kept me monster. from
1: that. it's the greatest i, I actually I, I have a book i wrote and one of the chapters in the book is stop shooting on yourself and when i notice and i catch the word should it's always a sign for me it's a red flag my heart's closed now mm-hmm. i'm not in the moment i'm not receiving what this moment's going to give me i'm completely closed to that and i Uh, You may not be able to move out of the should but you change the word should to could Which totally empowers you and totally reminds you that you have a choice in every moment So I could post on social media now or I could just be on this walk. Yes, I have that choice Neither is right or wrong Neither is good or bad. I have a choice though, which feels right to me right now Which feels better to me which feels more kind more loving? Okay, I'm gonna walk Mm-hmm. I don't feel like posting on social media.
0: Oh, the other right. thing is like, I didn't even have my phone with me, so I'm not able to post on social media at this moment. So why not just be here right now? Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's <laughs> I it. think that was what and the
0: noise was like. That's, what? <laughs> what is and, this? Oh,
1: I should do that later when I get home. I should. And I always try. No, I don't say always. I try to check in before I post something or share something. You know, does this feel right? Am I, like, why am I doing this? Am I just doing this because I feel I should do it, or I just want to share it because it's brought me some happiness or joy, or I think it could help or inspire or educate? Okay, then that's great. Yeah, I'll do that. But if I'm doing it because I feel I should do it, uh, no. Like I've certainly noticed since this, since we've been in this lockdown and I'm home with my kids and they're not in their Montessori, and you know, I don't have the same space to <clears throat> record podcasts or you do that. And I, and I, I think, no, I always put them out every two weeks. That's what I, that's what I do. That's what I So I should have one. I I actually don't have anything to say this week. I'm actually kind of feeling quiet. I I don't have anything that's coming to me to to share. So should I record something just because I think that that's what I, I should do? Oh no, I'm not going to do that. That's, that's not who I am. That's not what I do and why I do it. And I'm not gonna do that. I'll I'll do it when I feel I have something to share that's coming from my
0: heart. That's my and that's favorite. the trusting like a mofo. Is it's the- also we can feel the energy. I know, mm-hmm. like when I, uh, if I try and force a post, oh, it comes with a like certain heaviness to it. Mm-hmm. Whereas if something just like falls out of my mouth or out of my fingers, oh you can feel the sparkle. Like, I'm so excited to yeah, share it's it.
1: it's excited. It's like, you get this, like, I really want to share this with you guys. And like, you don't really have an expectation of what's going to come back or anything. It's just like, yes. I just really want to share this picture of this beautiful tree that just made me smile. And, but sometimes I don't want to share it. I walk past them. Like, I don't even want to take out my phone take a picture of that. It's mm-hmm. like, I just want to walk past this tree, but there's other times that I really just want to share it. And mm-hmm. that's, that's going back to what we're saying, but we're ever changing. We're not going to feel the same every single day. So be kind to yourself and let yourself feel whatever that is. Don't put that. I should on, I could, I could take a picture and share this or I could just keep walking. What feels better? Yeah, That's the open heart. Again, you're opening your heart to the moment.
0: And I think right now there are a lot of people who are learning their own natural rhythms. maybe for the first time, maybe, maybe they're working from home for the first time, or maybe they're unemployed right now. Mm -hmm. And suddenly they're finding like, they're finding out what time their body naturally wants to go to sleep and wake up and when they want to work out and when they want to eat and what they want to eat. And this is your truth. If this is what you're experiencing, this is what your body actually wants.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm certainly really noticing that. that um, and where I really see it again is, and I refer back to kids because they are a really great teacher because they do all this naturally. Um, since they haven't been in, they normally go to Montessori and they're in from like nine to one. And when I'm not rushing them out the door, I really have started to see that they are actually enjoying it and they're actually thriving because they... There was days when they were tired, they didn't want to go. Like they didn't ever say they didn't want to go because they enjoy it once, but like they were tired and I was trying to get them out at a certain time and they might have needed an extra hour to just wake up and just be and no, they were rushed out the door because we're supposed to be there for nine. So that's what we're supposed to do. Whereas now we might go for a walk at 10, we might be 11 by the time we get out the door and go for our walk and. I'm listening and watching them when, oh, they're, yep, they're ready to go now because they're looking to get outside or nope, they're hungry now. Oh, okay. Let's stay and eat. And it's like, wow, we actually thrive when we tune in and listen to what we need. Um, We thrive. Yeah, we really do. Um, And I hope we can bring some of that flexibility and that tuning in and that Connection when we do resume more of the busyness because I feel now we're in a real space of being and the doing is really switching off, you know, hopefully, um, because we need to see the other side, the other extreme, and then we'll come back into the middle somewhere, hopefully, where it's balanced between the being and the doing and that we remember that being and how it felt and we can bring it back into the doing day but we were too much of the doing and none of the being. So Now we're getting the being part. And then we bring the being back into the doing and hopefully feel more
0: balanced in how we're living. Yes. Uh. And for just putting this in there for anyone listening, who is a human design junkie, that's where going right now, we're in a place of like the right facing arrows and we come before this whole quarantine thing, we were left facing arrows and we're finding the place of balance where there's neither one is good or bad. They are both necessary, they're both needed, they're both beautiful. Let's use them all.
1: Hopefully hopefully we'll remember. So we'll remember this time and what felt good. So say when we go back into the doing a bit more and we go, oh I'm feeling off and I'm feeling just depleted and I feel oh yeah I remember I felt really good when I when I went on that bike ride or when I Oh, I might just do that this weekend, you know, or this evening. I might finish work a little bit earlier and, and go and do that. Ah, oh, that's the balance. It's it's not going to be like we're balanced every day. But what we'll do is we'll notice when we're out of balance and we know how to get back into balance where we didn't know before because we didn't have an opportunity to play with those things that feel good. We're now we're experimenting.
0: What's one thing that you absolutely positively want to bring with you when we get back into the doing phase?
1: Oh, gosh, I'm trying to think of one thing. Um, Not needing a plan for every day. You know, I like to plan and um, we're going to go for a walk this morning. Then we're going to come home. Then we're going to eat this for lunch. Then we're probably going to do this this afternoon. Then we're going to, is that? being able to just listen a bit more and, and listen to my family more as well. So not putting my plan on everybody else and expecting that they want to do the same thing that, can I listen more to what they're really needing right now or feeling right now? And and can we come together with that and, and, um. Kind of be present for each other's needs, you know, that um, not imposing our plans on our day, not imposing our plans on ourselves, and being a little bit more flexible with how we move through our day, that we can give ourselves that space to just maybe freestyle. I love it. Mm. I
0: love me a spacious day. Yeah
1: yeah but we we only ever used to see that as when i have a day off mm-hmm. you know oh then i'll wait for my day off and then i have space well can we create some space in our days every day where it's freestyle you know where it's just how do i feel what do we want to do oh okay let's go for no let's just sit okay because if we have a plan and we make a plan and we allot every minute of the day and assign it to something, we're not going to open up to what feels right. We're going to go against what feels right sometimes because we may not have wanted to go on that walk. We may have wanted to sit and read or do something, but because we made the plan, we have to stick to the plan. So if we could allot some space every day where there's maybe no plan, then we'll just see how we feel for that hour.
0: I like that. In school, I feel like it was called free time. So like mm-hmm. mandatory free time every day. Oh, we didn't have that. That's good. Uh, I, I mean, no, we don't have that. That's I great. think it was back. I think we're going back to kindergarten. Um, but when do we ever have that? Like this is free time for you to just
1: connect in with how you feel, what you feel you want to do. Do you want to read? Do you want to go outside? Do you want to run? Do you want to imagine if we started allotting? an hour, even, or half an hour every day where you get to decide what feels right for you and do
0: it. Mm-hmm. And there's another piece of that I'm going to add personally. I find that if I get myself in a position sometimes where I'm like, hmm, what do I want to do? There's so many possibilities. And then I feel in my body and I'm like, oh, okay, I know what to do next. I always know what to do next. And it's usually like go ride my bike or like go snuggle with my dog it's it's rarely like oh i want to get this email out or anything mm-hmm. along those lines
1: but it's you see that i think that's very difficult for people you've obviously practiced that muscle and used it a lot because the mind has so many expectations on what it deems as a good use of that time and so it comes in with its pre conceived ideas of what makes me a good person successful person what makes me worthy of this day like that i can say i did this day well like so um what's a good use of this time rather than what do i feel i would like to do right now and then to you that that kind of sounds i get into my body and i just know what to do but i think for so many people it's like i don't trust the answer that comes because I have another voice that's like, well, you can't just do that, and that's mm-hmm. kind of silly, and that's a waste of time, and you should do the emails, because then if you don't, I, I know I fall definitely into this, even though, I mean, I I teach, like I know how to connect it to my intuition, my mind still will come in with, well, you have the spare time, you need to answer all your messages now, because you won't get time later on, and then, you know, if, if you have this free time, you have to maximize every single minute of it so
0: which is totally the should monster just putting on a different costume
1: yeah yeah and i i do believe when you have um you know people maybe demanding your time or you know a very busy schedule where you don't get much time for you when you do get it there's huge expectation on that time that it has to be like everything has to be crammed into that time oh i'm supposed to self-care and i'm supposed to like exercise and i'm supposed to like do and i'm, and I'm but i have to answer these and if i don't do it now then i have to do it later so it's really difficult to, to give ourselves that space it's really difficult it goes against a lot of conditioned um you know beliefs and and uh, of of what a kind of good person should do a successful hard-working you know, a diligent person should do. So it seems nearly indulgent,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and in many cultures it is. Like Irish people, especially Irish women, like no, you, you you sacrifice yourself for the happiness of family. It's like you your needs come last. That's and if you put your needs first, you're a really selfish kind of mm. think of yourself person. How are you trying to change that? <laughs> By being the weird one. <laughs> <laughs> By being the one that uh, will probably seem and always has seemed a little bit different to everybody else, because I just can't do things because everybody else is doing them. I've never been able to do that. I've always questioned. Um, And uh, I may be seen as the, the introvert, the one that, or not the introvert, the one that just doesn't go to these parties or does that when everybody else was there But I'm like no because I need that time on my own and uh for the work that I do and the energy that I am in the world if I don't get that everyone's going to suffer tomorrow you know so it's the kindest thing I can do to give myself this time trust me you don't want to see me tomorrow if I don't but it but it it has made me feel like the different one and the um the, the the kind of crazier one or the weird one or the different one and i've had to live with that and that's okay um so that's kind of how i'm changing and it's just still doing it and doing it even though people may question it but i do believe that if they really asked me why um that might help change it because it might give them freedom and permission to do what feels right for them you know if people really asked oh why don't you go instead of assuming it's because you don't like the people or you just don't like parties or, you know, if they asked you really, it's like, Oh, it just doesn't feel right. I just, I really feel like I need to do this. Cause that just makes me feel happier. And I want to be the best me that I can be to everyone around me. Then they might, Oh, you know what? I don't actually really like going to that either. Hmm. What do I like to do? You know? So I think it just, you change anything by being an example, by walking your talk. Um, You don't change anything just by talking. A really good talk. I I really truly believe that's just a whole load of noise and it's just air. And it's just like, my husband would say, like farting out of your mouth. It's like, (laughs) just like, you just create a stink and it's like really does nothing other than just creates a, you know, more trouble because people are, you know, just getting overwhelmed by noise and information. I, I do believe you 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 change anything by leading by example, by walking it, by living it, by embodying what your what your
0: truth is. Um, because then you inspire and give permission to people to do the same. And Georgie, this brings me back to when I posted about sharing a few lines of I love you no matter what, and you were like, I can't believe that this little song that I sing to my twins actually inspired something someone it has inspired me hugely because you are living by example you are super inspiring ah yeah
1: and i have to work on receiving that because (laughs) i I still do and it when someone says something like that because to me it's just normal you know to be like it i it just comes so easily so it's like why would that that's just that that that's just maybe me like why would and that is why it's what that's what inspires me about other people is that they're just being themselves they don't think mm. it's any big they're not trying to make it a big deal it's just easy because it's just them that is what's inspiring is when someone is just authentically just them and they just don't see it as a big deal because they haven't tried to do anything um exactly. so we own it, the ego only ever really rates something as a big deal when it's put a whole load of effort into it and struggled with it. And like, now I can deem this worthy because it's been such a like hard suffering kind of thing. But when something comes easy, we sort of downplay it as like, oh, that's no big deal. Like it just came easy to you. But that's actually why it is amazing and priceless and is that it flowed through you from source. It's like, it's just living and breathing isness truth love yeah. that is the amazingness and when you connect with someone who's in that by vi- vibration living like that you just want to be around them because it's easy mm-hmm. it's just easy it's just because they're being in their space and you're giving the freedom to be in your space and all any of us want is freedom it's like just let me be me yeah
0: Ugh, I know you've got a deadline, so I want to wrap this up. And that felt like a good place to close it up. But is there anything else that you really feel like you need you need to share right now? I, I
1: do see a lot of people putting a lot of expectation on themselves during this time to to have everything figured out and to know their path after this and to have become the wisest, most spiritual, most loving, most kind person they can possibly be. And I would just love it if we all just use this time to kind of experiment with the days and what feels right to you and what doesn't and what drains you and what lifts you up and who lifts you up and who drains you and who do you miss and who do you not and experiment and play with it and play. And, um, with all the emotions, whatever they are, just, just, just let it all be. And in time you'll have a greater understanding of yourself and that you remember that person that you discovered in this time. And you bring her or him with you going forward. Um, Whatever that looks like. Just use this time to experiment and you don't have to have it all figured out. Just trust yourself and everything is okay in the moment, whatever it looks like really. And we are all connected. We will all help each other. Even when we can't see that we will and we'll we'll all get through this together.
0: Thank you. Thank you for sharing your sparkly soul.
1: Thank you for just having me here in this space. It's, we were both so excited. I had like tingles and it's a joy. Like doing this is, is play. It's like, it's, it's just this, these conversations have them like just because you create a space where someone can just be, it's a joy. Thank you. Yeah. Hey, where can people find you? Easiest place is my website, Georgina Durkin dot com and on there has like my podcast my book how to book sessions everything's there and instagram i like instagram so i'm on there when it feels right
0: perfect beautiful i love you i love you too that's it Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it. Please shout us out on social media. I'm at Kelsey Abbott CPC. Georgie is at Georgina Durkin on Instagram. Please tell us what you thought. Show us some love. If you're interested in Georgie's work as an intuitive therapist, head over to her website, GeorginaDurkin.com. And if you're interested in a Human Design session with me please go to kelseyabbott.com slash design. I'm offering individual sessions as in a one-on-one deep dive into your chart, everything that matters from your energy tape to your profile, that's the numbers in your chart, to all your centers, whether they're open or defined, to your channels, to your gates, all the golden nuggets in your chart. We do the whole thing. I'm also offering that for partners. So whether it's your romantic partner or business partner or your sibling or your child or best friend or whoever it is, if you want to see how you guys work together and the magic you create when you're together and really truly get some insight into who you are, how you're showing up. Because a lot of times people that know us really well, they see our gifts so clearly and they can invite us to see them much better. And then it helps so much because they can remind us who we are. And it also gives them more information to love us for who we are, to say like, oh my God, that's her going through her emotional wave exactly as she's supposed to. That's her getting pushed into divine timing. Helps us release judgment and learn to love each other no matter what. In other news, I've got free meditations up at kelseyabbott.com slash meditations. And those are absolutely, positively, totally free. You don't have to give me your email address or anything silly like that. Just if you need one, take it, please. And I just added two new meditations up there. I will continue to add more as I'm inspired. And finally, this whole quarantine thing has given me an opportunity to do something I always love to do for about 10 years when we lived in Maine, I taught core classes. I was teaching like nine core classes a week. I absolutely loved it. It was a blast and I miss it, but I haven't wanted to have any relationship with the studio or really go anywhere to teach these classes. And so now I'm teaching them live over Zoom on Saturdays at 4 p.m. Eastern. And if you would like to join us, You can go to kelseyabbott.com slash core. These are donation only classes right now, which means you donate whatever amount you feel like donating. And I send you the link and you come to class and you get strong because we're all in this together. And I love you and I love playing and I love playing with other people. So that's it. Let's stop for today. (laughs) Please be you, be wonderful, be awesome. I love you.